0: 42424.
1: It's crunchy! Creamy! Sweet. Mmm, salty.
0: Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Peanut Bars.
1: Bursting with crunchy peanuts, dipped in creamy nut butter coating.
0: Delicious. Delicious. Nature Valley.
1: The radio home of the Sports Bash with Mike Gill. WENJ, HD, Millville, Atlantic City, 97.3 ESPN. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. Uh, we are live on a Wednesday, the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Mike Gill. That's Hunter Brody. Josh Henning, producing today's show. You out there. I elected to enter today's show with the song 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. It feels like the Eagles could have done such a better job at the separation between Doug Peterson and the Philadelphia Eagles, and then what has transpired afterwards. What did Jeffrey Lurie say the other day, Broads? You know, we want to take our time. We want to do this slow. We don't want to just jump into something. They have an interview with every person. There's like one one interview per team. Like they have an interview set up with one guy from every team in the league so far.
0: Yeah, It's this like morning. bizarre. Yeah, this morning I was waiting for my phone call. Seriously.
1: You thought you were getting a call. Oh, well,
0: why not? It seems like everyone and their mother's getting the phone call from Jeffrey Lurie.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. The Jared Mayo is the latest name that came out. I thought he was still playing, let alone coaching the football team. No, I mean, he just recently retired, but uh, that was a name that really came out of right field. Now, Jeffrey Lurie indicated the other day, he's like, ah, you guys know me. I like offense. He kind of indicated offense, but he said, I'm not going to leave out a defense. But there was a part in there that I think got lost in the sauce is that he really is looking for a leader of men. That's what I think he's really looking for over offense or defense right now. So that's where Jared Mayo's name kind of comes in. If you talk to the people in New England, they refer to him as Jared Belichick.
0: I'm intrigued with that mentality of getting a leader in men no matter if it's offense or defense. But here's where it can come back to bite you a little bit down the road, although you shouldn't be thinking about that right now. Let's figure out a guy that can help build some sort of stability if you're going to get a defensive guy, your offensive coordinator, whoever that is, that is the face of the offense, might get plucked down the road quicker than if you went with the other mentality of hiring an offensive guy, because then he's happy as the head coach.
1: Well, Jared Mayo is an inside linebackers coach right now.
0: Yeah. You know, so
1: I don't know, like if he, if you're bringing Jared Mayo in, you're bringing in a lot of younger innovative, you would think, minds. I mean, what kind of coaching staff is someone like that putting together? Seriously, like, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm very intrigued. You bring in a guy who played middle linebacker in the NFL. It's a position that doesn't even really exist anymore. And you're going to say you're the head coach. He's what, 34 years old. There's a difference between being 34 years old and just, you know, like a lot of these guys who are 34 years old, they have guys they've come up with as like, scouting interns or video coordinators or yada yada this guy just played you would think he's going to come in with a lot of younger guys who just played the
0: game and i think that ties together with what jeffrey laurie was saying with which doesn't make sense. I mean, we could spin it a million different ways, but one of his comments was down the road of, Doug Peterson wanted to win next year. We kind of want to rebuild. Well, if you go with the younger guy who's going to bring in younger coaches around him, is that the mentality that Jeffrey Lurie wants? Like, hey, you don't need to come in here and just win next season. Let's build with this young core of coaches and see where that brings us. I'm just trying to see, is that something they want to do, and will that tie together with the time frame that they're looking for organizationally?
1: Hey, look, I'm interested. Um, He's not in my top five. He's not on my list of five that we did yesterday. Um, But I'm intrigued, to say the least. You know, Jared Mayo, when I saw that this morning, I was like, well, I didn't expect to wake up and see Jared Mayo's name at the top of the list of interviews today. Um, I'm more intrigued by Jared Mayo than I am uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah, I agree with that. What about Lincoln Riley, though? I think Riley's already out, to be okay. honest with you. Okay, I, possible. Think, I think there's been reports that he's just not interested. Moshe, who reported that the Eagles reached out to Riley, will be on with us today for football at four. So we'll get more insight on this whole coaching thing. Jeff Mosher's been working his channels and getting some more insight. So we'll have some updates on where they stand and where they
0: are. Um, but it's been fast and furious, man. It It really has has been been. fast and furious. No, it really has been. It's almost like, you know, they're doing their due diligence. They're calling around. Like, for example, you know, they're calling Mayo, and and it's not as if everyone's chomping at the bitch right now to go get him, but I do appreciate that they're calling everyone just to speak. I mean, who knows how serious the conversations are, but I think you got to give everyone, even if it's a little opportunity, just – hear what everyone has to say, and then weigh all your options. So I know we kind of made fun of it. I'm waiting for my phone call. But I'm not against the philosophy of, you know, reaching out to a lot of people, get the feel, get the vibe. It doesn't hurt. So let's say you call 100 people and you really have your mind set on maybe five. So what? You know, it's better than not doing enough homework. They're just doing some homework. Hey, look, um, he's with New
1: England. He, again, has a reputation for being a very, very smart player. Bill Belichick um, basically seek this guy out to be a coach for him. So I'm intrigued. I'll say that I'm intrigued. I, I thought yesterday that the 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 um, Robert Sala the way that you presented, I think it was actually off the air, brings the intrigue to me. So of intrigue, like I wasn't. Hey, I want the Eagles to go after Robert Sala. He's the guy that's going to be get me excitement. That wasn't the case. The way you presented it puts him higher on my list because I really love the San Francisco offense. I love what Shanahan does, and I think the problem I have with it is I don't know that the Eagles have the personnel that the 49ers have to run that offense. So I'm I'm, I'm intrigued enough. Art Smith doesn't do much for me because of the personnel this team has. They got Derrick Henry. You certainly don't. I'm not knocking Miles Sanders. He ain't Derrick Henry, right? I would agree with that. Um, Tannehill is, look, I don't know what to think. Like, if I was to say to you, you could pick a quarterback,
0: Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz. Who do you want? I want Carson Wentz because I know the upside is there that can blow Ryan Tannehill out of the water, but Ryan Tannehill has a skill set where if the offense is built properly around him, you can absolutely be successful. But if I'm looking just at the quarterback position, I think it's pretty obvious that the skill set of Carson well, can we
1: have, raise the roof. We have new news. Okay. The Eagles have interviewed, I think this guy's on your list. Who's that? Panthers offensive coordinator Joe Brady.
0: Love that. Okay. There you go. I like
1: that. So Joe Brady made your list yesterday. So we call our guy uh Colin Thompson and get some dirt. Yeah, how about
0: that? Right. What do you think about Joe Brady? That's funny. Uh look, I I like it. He's very young. Is that something? See, I look at it from the organization looking at this. They want to have power. They were unwilling to give up power. There were reports yesterday that they almost fired Frank Reich after the 2016 season. I I mean it's getting insane.
1: Uh, Right, okay. I want to get into that. Okay. Because everybody felt that Frank Reich was the the be-all, end-all, and he was the reason. And now you're telling me that he was this close to getting fired and that Peterson had a lobby for him. I was like... All right, this is getting out of hand here, people.
0: Right, but does that just because he was almost fired, it doesn't mean it's the right move by the organization? My problem is, what they want to do is build stability. Yet every year they're moving on from an OC, a head coach, every three years, moving on from this guy, that guy. What are you doing? You want to have something, as you mentioned, like a Pittsburgh, a Mike Tomlin. Yet every year it's like you want to fire this guy. It's it's Frank Reich is going to be gone. It's Mike Groh is going to be gone. It's now Press Taylor is not good enough to be the offensive coordinator and I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong by questioning some of these people like questioning Doug Peterson and bringing Press Taylor back because the trajectory of the offense was clearly headed in the wrong direction so I think it's very reasonable to put up red flags but I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes when they're having these conversations in the meeting rooms how can you possibly want to build stability yet every year try and fire some sort of offensive coordinator it just doesn't add up
1: well Here's the here's that whole Reich story. I looked at that and was like, uh, what are you,
0: kidding me? Gil, and the same people reporting that mentioned that they heard that they actually interviewed Jim Schwartz while Doug Peterson was the head coach because he was almost fired that same season. So it wasn't just Frank Reich that was almost fired. It was the head coach as well, and they interviewed Jim Schwartz while he was still hired. I mean, how can you... How can you look at this front office and, and not use the word dysfunction?
1: That is, you know, I think we're getting to the point where the dysfunction is starting to creep out. Now, here's the question, though. How much stock of the dysfunction that we put in because it's all coming out after? It's like both sides are trying to get their stories out. Did Doug Peterson call someone who was like, hey,
0: you know they tried to fi- fire frank reich and i had to go in there and save it okay that's a great point i really never put that into perspective because we know that there's leaks happening from inside the Novacare complex that is really interesting i never thought about that it i would say that there's absolutely a good chance that the other side is starting to leak some stories as well so yeah you know what i, I think that there is a lot of truth to that 609 403 0973 609
1: Four zero three oh nine seven three. It is the Sports Bass Live on ninety seven three ESPN. You, of course, can always be a part of the show. Send us a text and get in on board and uh, let us know. Joe Brady is now the next guy on the list here, so now he's a young offensive mind, and I gotta wonder. Okay, I gotta wonder if if Joe Brady would pop for the people out there because. I don't know how many people know who Joe Brady is.
0: I think he's the Joe Judge. (laughs) No. No, you know why I think it will pop? Because people look at Sean McVay, a younger guy. That thirty year old crowd now is almost what everyone's looking for because it's a copycat league. So I would say that it, it does pop for for people. I would say that. Do you think so too? Just because the league wants the younger guys, the 30-year-old, that's where the style is headed? The
1: Schweimer's not going to be happy.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. But my closing thought on Joe Brady before the Frank Reich thing happened, I just want to put a little bow on it. Because he is so young, Will this allow Laurie and Howie Roseman to keep all the power that they want? If you bring in a Bowles, if you bring in an experienced veteran, they're not going to put up with that as much as Joe Brady, this guy who finally gets an opportunity at this young age. You know, like I almost feel like they want to target this young guy because that would allow them to put their voice in and, and be more of the power than, say, giving it off to an experienced coach. I. I, I, look, I, I wouldn't be like, man, I hate
1: the fact, uh, I would hate to use, um, to go Brady, like Joe Brady, he's out on my five, I don't know, like, the, was the Carolina Panthers offense, it was good, it was, you know, they were solid, you know, but what, you're hiring Joe Brady because you think he's like the next something, not because wow, that Carolina offense was really innovative. That's very true. And they have Christian McCaffrey. You have Miles Sanders. McCaffrey was hurt most of this year, so you never really saw how he got the. To- He didn't even really get to utilize his offense the way that he wanted to, I would imagine.
0: I would agree with that. And, uh, you know, they definitely had some limitations and some holes. We even said earlier in the season when they were putting together a couple wins here and there, we are like, huh, you know, a lot of people wrote this team off as some really bad team. They fell apart. They did. They absolutely fell apart. But they held in there for a little bit of time. But you're right. It's not as if you can look at the track record in Carolina and it screams, this guy's going to be so innovative that it's going to change everything at will because of what he did in Carolina it's more like you're betting on him to turn into that right like you're you're listening to him speak you're listening to his thoughts and and what he wants to do with an offense and you're you're just trajectoring you you know the trajectory of what he's selling you is what you're buying almost
1: all right 609 403 0973 that's the text board 609 403 0973 hit us up on the text board um and let us know all right there's Robert Sala they're going to interview. Todd Bowles, they're going to interview. Joe Brady, they're going to interview. Jer- uh, Gerard Mayo, they're going to interview. Is there anybody else I'm missing that uh, has made the list so far?
0: So far, I don't think so. Deuce?
1: I think Deuce is going to get an interview. Is you he a real like that candidate?
0: I think he is. I-, I think this is the year where he gets the most serious look he has gotten yeah, to agree. this point. I'm, no, I'm not downplaying Deuce. I
1: just feel like Deuce is the guy. And, and I, I hate to say this because... It's probably not fair to Deuce, but I just feel like he's the guy that the Philly fan throws out there because he, like if Deuce Staley never played for the Eagles and he was just the running back coach, which is essentially what he is. Is anybody asking for Deuce to be the head coach other than the fact that he played for the Eagles?
0: No, but I will say, and you even said this, maybe it's not fair. I think that is how to look at it. I, don't, because yeah. I think he does a really good job, and I think everyone I don't, has I that respect. I can't say that I
1: know that he does a good job or doesn't do a good job. What does the running back coach do on game? Now, he's also the assistant head coach. I think they gave him that to make him happy. I think that's a fair assessment. Right. Because they could have made him the offensive coordinator. They chose not to do that. Why? A couple times, actually. He could have been promoted a couple times. Now, there's been many times that people have been mad that, why is this guy carrying the ball? Peterson has essentially said, as did Chip Kelly. I don't control that. The running back coach does. So he's telling which running backs to go into the game at certain times.
0: Well, what if Deuce took this approach? I'll be the head coach. We'll get an OC that uh, that play calls. We'll get a defensive coordinator that takes control of the defensive side. And I'm just your head coach. What if he does that? Would that make people feel better? Because you question, what does he do with the run game? Is he really this play-calling guy? What if he takes the initiative of, I'm going to be the head coach. I'll worry about keeping the team engaged, being that guy that has the powerful message, and I'll have an OC that calls plays, and I'll have a DC that is the leader of the defense. Would that change your mind at all from a Deuce Staley standpoint?
1: Yeah, well, Deuce Staley, it would be hired, in my opinion, and I don't, I don't, would Deuce Staley come in and want to call plays, all that stuff, or is Deuce Staley being hired to be the leader of men? I think it'll be the leader of men. I think that's pretty clear. Because then he gets the job and he's okay. Then you feel fine giving him that job. If if you want the it's obvious that players feel I will play for this guy. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm not anti hiring Deuce. I just don't put him at the top of my list. If they said, Hey, you hired Deuce Staley to be um your 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 head coach I think you have the support from the players big time. Do I care if my coach is the most X and O time management? You got to keep in mind those things too. Calling timeouts, running, you know, no coach seemingly are good at that. <laughs> in this league, So
0: I don't know. Well, the thing with Deuce also is, would this be almost a stopgap thing for the for the Sixers, for the Eagles? Would this be like a, you know, we don't view Deuce Staley as this long-term option, but he's more of something that gives us a little bit of stability right now with the guys that love him and he's been around. Like, or is this truly something where it's like, we believe in this guy that he can seriously be a legitimate candidate for a long period of time? Because it's almost like it would be a safe option to keep guys happy, to keep guys in that mode of, I want to play for this guy. But also, you'd be passing up on a list of really good candidates out there. Why would you throw that away?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where Deuce Daly fits in with these other candidates in terms of, is he just the best leader of men? And I don't have a problem with that.
0: Now, I'm a little disappointed Dable hasn't been discussed a little bit more, but because they're in the postseason, things change a bit when it comes to being able to speak with some of these guys. The enemy, Kafka, Dable. Like We both, you, Dable was number one on your list, actually, if I remember correctly, was it not, yesterday? Yeah. Now, he's somebody that I would really like to take a look at for sure. But I just wonder, did they shoot themselves in the foot because they didn't know they were going to fire Doug Peterson and then they don't have the opportunity to be able to actually speak with some of these guys that are still involved with postseason play?
1: Yeah, you got Kafka. You can't interview him because they're still in the playoffs, same with the enemy. So I don't know. Do you tiptoe and wait? You might might be able to get screwed. You're going to lose Sala. He's going to go. Yeah. You're going to lose him probably. Joe Brady, by the way, 31 years old, same age as McVay when he got hired. Yeah, it's pretty Uh, wild. Joe Brady, for those of you who are like, who the hell is Joe Brady? Um, He was an offensive assistant with Sean Payton. Then he went to LSU. He was their pass game coordinator down there. And then he went from – you know, he's credited for working with um, Joe Burrow. Yes. And he got hired by Matt Rule. So he's in Carolina. He's the offensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers. So young guy – innovative guy, um, but doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of experience. Literally, he went from the William and Mary linebackers coach to be a Penn State assistant, a grad assistant, to the New Orleans Saints offensive assistant, to the LSU pass game coordinator,
0: and wide receivers coach, that's interesting, to offensive coordinator. I want to touch on this real quick, because we mentioned the timing of some of these interviews. This was a quote from Jeffrey Lurie's press conference the other day. If we find a head coach soon, or it's early February, it's totally great. If we're the last team picking a head coach, that's great too, because then you have all the opportunity in the world. Do you see a flaw in that mindset? I mean, seriously. In what world would it be great if you guys were the last ones picking a coach? What are you picking from at that point? Now, that doesn't mean you can't find a good coach. Of course you can. There's there's plenty of options out there. But in what universe would it be great if you guys were last to go find your head coach? You, you want to be able to pick from the top of the barrel here. You don't want to be waiting around and just tiptoeing, as you mentioned, with Enemy and some of these other coaches. You might lose those guys. So, you know, I just think that that mindset's a little bit flawed, and that just shows you one of the many issues with what Jeffrey Lurie stated in that presser, in my opinion at least. Hit us up on the text
1: board, 609 609- four oh three oh nine seven three you can watch the show over on facebook and uh, we even have Broads on the video today we figured out how to get Broads on video yeah it's a nice we've been toying with the video so bear with us and uh you know we will we're 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 tinkering with this and we're not um it's not a finished product
0: yeah we're, we're working on things
1: but we're getting there we're slowly slow and steady wins the race here uh busy show um Paul Hudrick inside the Sixers. Some interesting Sixers news out there. You think?
0: Yeah. Last night, Joel Embiid was fun to watch. Ben Simmons, not so much. Joel Embiid was excellent last night. Yeah, he was taking, there were three men on him. He reminded me of Kobe Bryant at one point where three guys were on him. He was taking a fadeaway mid-range jumper that hit nothing but net in overtime. I mean, it was just seriously insane. Yeah. We'll
1: get into that. Paul Hudrick inside the Sixers. Jason Fitz will get his take on uh, what he thinks about this whole Eagles Peterson coaching, all that stuff. Also, uh, Mosher football at four. That will be really interesting. Kevin Durso. I
0: I was waiting for that. Did you see my breakfast this morning? I put up a picture on Twitter. Yeah, I did
1: see your breakfast. I got some questions about it. Okay. So you go scrambled
0: eggs or you go, um, you go um, over easy. Over easy eggs. I do everything. So it just depends on the day. Sometimes I scramble it, throw hot sauce on it. Some days I go over easy. You had over how many sausage
1: links in there? Yeah, I
0: know. I went a little heavy on the sausage links. You had like eight. I had six. You ate all six? Oh, yeah. With the three eggs. I normally go four eggs and then a couple, but I was it's game day. You know what I mean? I'm ready to go. Wow. Yeah, I went coffee. Yeah, I'm an omelet guy. I like omelets, too. I just, it no. just depends on the day, whatever I'm feeling um, that all day.
1: All omelets. You That's never it. switch it up. No. Okay. I would never do a sunny side up.
0: Wow. Sometimes I'll go scrambled eggs, get my no carb wraps. By the way, I stepped on the scale this morning and I almost freaked out. I've never been this late in my life. It's freaking me out, actually. I'm not going to lie. But I'll go no carb wrap and I'll go hot sauce scrambled egg in the no carb wrap. Then I make a little wrap. I found
1: the no carb apps. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. They're worth your time.
0: Sometimes I put them in the oven and they'll become chips and I eat that with guac. So it's like chips, no carb. You break it up? Yeah. You, like, cut them up in, like, triangles, kind of. Okay. Yeah, you got to get creative here.
1: Um, So, we got a busy show today. We are jam-packed, and, of course, uh, Durso, and then the Flyers tonight at 5.30. So, we're off early tonight, 5.30 puck drop, right here on 97.3 ESPN. And don't forget, Flyers fans, you can download the free mobile app and get that on your phone, and you can... Listen to the Flyers game live on your phone. So if you can't be in front of the TV, you can't be by the radio, you can listen to the Flyers on your app. So download the app, get it now, here on 97.3 ESPN. That's tonight. Tim Saunders and Steve Coates will call all the action. So that's really the news that kind of started today. There's two kind of stories, three stories, I guess, meticulating. One. The Eagles' pursuit of the head coach has added two more names today. Gerard Mayo from the Patriots, Joe Brady from the uh, Panthers, two. Joel Embiid last night was just unbelievable, but on the flip side, Ben Simmons was brutal last night. And now today, it's starting to heat up. Last night, James Harden said, look, I've given everything I can to this Houston organization. It's time. James Harden wants out. And the reports today are that the Sixers and the Nets are intensifying. And, bro, there's some reports that this could happen soon. Do you think last night Daryl Morey watched that game and said, I might have to do something here?
0: I know I did. Gil, you know how strong I've been on the Ben Simmons defending train. That was disgusting. And I'm just sick. I'm sick to my stomach that we are still getting that. Two years ago, I could live with it, Gil. I really could. We talk about growing and developing as a player. That was embarrassing. And I know it's just one regular season game, but it's a common trend. So if I'm feeling that way, I'm sure Daryl Morey's feeling that way as well. I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that way. All of us Ben Simmons supporters for so long, at what point has it been enough?
1: Two shots last night he took.
0: One for the third quarter. In a game that you scored 140 points almost, he took two shots. Did you see where he went full speed to the free throw line? Stopped when he had a wide open attempt to shoot the ball and he was sitting there waiting around?
1: Sports Bash brought to you by Matt Black Kia. They want to get you approved today. Matt Black Kia, 6211, Black Horse Pike in Egg Harbor Township. This is the Sports Bash. Watch us live on the Facebook channel, 973 ESPN. FM on Facebook. You can see the show live and of course interact with us 609-403-0973 609-403-0973 Busy show. When we come back James Harden wants out Should the Sixers think about trading Ben Simmons? Is now the time to do it. We're back with that coming up on the Sports on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app Turn it on leave it on the sports bash on 97.3 ESPN 15 minutes could save you 15% or more
0: is that Shakespeare
1: nope it's All right, Sports Best Live, 97.3 ESPN. Would you trade Ben Simmons for James Harden? It looks like this could happen. This isn't just like, eh, would you do it? Throw back one of your
0: beers?
1: (laughs) Get back into the conversation. No. It's getting close. It's getting close, and I feel like something's bound to happen. Paul Hudrick just tweeted this out. Whoa, this is getting ridiculously real. Mark Stein. The Rockets are pursuing a trade package for the Sixers that would be headlined by Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey, league sources say. Throw
0: Maxey in there? Yeah, that stinks. I'm not going to lie to you. That one stinks. You thought, just see this is what happens when you wait. Because it seemed maybe a couple weeks ago, you could have got Ben Simmons and James Harden one for one. Now Ben Simmons has been playing pretty badly at times, where now it's, you think we're going to take Ben Simmons and only Ben Simmons? Yeah, right. Throw in Tyrese Maxey. It's almost like the, the Rockets have leverage now.
1: I don't see that's the reasoning why.
0: I'm just saying, I, I, that's probably taking it to an extreme. Yeah. But you understand, though, like how, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago it, it might have not have been as much. And now that they're seeing that, Ben's taking two shots, and because James Harden is so upset That's as well. That's too prisoner of the moment. Okay, maybe it is. Yeah. I I'm sorry, I, re, I react
1: sometimes. That's too prisoner of the moment. Okay,
0: maybe it is. But, but uh, there's got to be something to it, though. I mean, Ben has been... Why is... If Ben wasn't playing this poorly, I don't think this is a conversation. I think, just like you asked me, did Daryl Morey see something? So, obviously, no. his play... James is, Harden said last night, this is it. But if Ben played well... Daryl Morey's not having this conversation. I think Daryl Morey's sticking with Ben Simmons. So, it's all because the the idea I was going with is because Ben hasn't been playing well at all and is showing poor signs, that's why Daryl Morey's light bulb even went off in his brain for a second time here. You don't think? I think he's
1: seen a sample size, and it certainly molded him a little bit. It's so hard to say. They were 7-1, and one and everything was great, and... You know, the new coach and spacing. Well, Seth Curry got COVID and everything has changed, including Ben Simmons' game. We weren't having a problem with Ben Simmons when Seth Curry was here and Danny Green popping 10 threes last night. We didn't have a problem with Ben Simmons. In that mold, you take Seth Curry off the court and now you're having a problem
0: with him again. Well, in what world can Eric Spoelstra build a wall with a bunch of nobodies last night and Ben Simmons be afraid? Like, that just bothers me from a mentality it's standpoint. not that he's afraid. It's he was. They took... what We talked about this the other day.
1: They had no shooting. Well, I mean, Isaiah Joe's actually turned into a nice little he's guy. Gonna, he's going to snag Furkan's minutes. I hope so, at least. You have... When they... The other team, we talked about this the other day. When you don't have guys that they think can hit threes, they're going to sag back and do what they did last night, and that takes Ben Simmons' productivity away if he's not going to shoot outside of where he shoots from. So yeah, that's what we talked about. When Seth Curry's out there, those defenders can't they can't come back into the painted area. They got to go out towards Curry. Yeah, but it's unacceptable. And, they, and last night that team said we're going to take Ben Simmons out. And they're going to say, they said, roll that Danny Green, shoot it.
0: Yeah, but if you're Ben Simmons, you can't allow a bunch of scrubs to do that to you. It's not like they had Bam in the paint. You know, Kelly O'Linux out there, like, these are players that are all playing due to these COVID safety protocols. Ben, you got to be. If it's someone else, it's a different story, but you're. And it's not, but it is at the same time. But with that slop out there last night, it's. Totally unacceptable. Some guys can build the wall, other guys can't. And when it's these guys out there last night, it just can't happen. Those
1: guys that's the guys you do do that with because they're not as talented. So you have to do something gimmicky because you have guys who are less talented. Well, no, well, they're Toronto the guys. That Toronto you do that
0: built the wall with Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka and all these guys. I mean, they, all these teams. The Boston Celtics, when Brad Stevens put it out on tape to begin with, they used their great guys and they built that wall. Yeah, so. but
1: different scenario. The Sixers had no shooting, so they can do that. I just, I can't accept anything that Ben Simmons did last night. That was puke. not it. accepting it. That's his limitations, and that's who he is. It's not an acceptance well, of it. That's, who, that's he is. who he is. But that's it's- who he's always been. So now all of a sudden, you're making an about face that. This is who he's been his whole career. You're supporting, and then last night he does that, and you're surprised? No, like, because I, I
0: growth is a big part of me. And at 24, it's different than 21. At 20 years old, it's different than 24. And I expected him to, fi- to find a way to adapt to this, and he's not adapting. So I expect him to grow well, as a player. Problem. Yeah, If you're is, watching the wrong? first
1: couple games of the year— you saw there's been no growth. There's, so, been, more, there's been some growth. None, not Zero. Zero growth. But none. none. His no, offensive game has had no growth. He's taken one, two, three-pointers this year. Yeah, so but, if you want to say that's growth, that's about as marginal as marginal can it's get. It's not
0: about shooting. It's about the aggressive mindset of going to the rack. He's been getting 10, 12 yeah, field goal attempts.
1: because
0: the other teams are defending
1: him differently. Because Curry's out there, they can't sag into the paint. No Curry last night. The teams decided, you guys catch and shoot, we don't care about you, we're not going to let Ben Simmons beat us, so we're going to sag back into the paint. It's everything that everybody's done against him the last four years. When you have Seth Curry and Danny Green out there, they can't defend him the same way, so... The lane has opened up more for him, and he has taken the. He's
0: got more room to get to the basket. He hasn't had that without Curry. That's obvious. Well, there's but that Seth Curry, as great as he's been shooting, you mentioned Isaiah Joe who's shooting it at a nice clip. Danny Green knocked down nine threes. It's not as if there was no spacing at all last night. There were guys who can shoot the ball. Yeah, but from three. But the point I'm making is,
1: Miami was okay with them getting those shots. They were saying if you want Isaiah Joe to catch and shoot. Let him do it. If you want Danny Green to catch and shoot, let him do it. We don't want you to step out towards Green. We want you to take the step towards Simmons. We don't want Simmons getting to the basket. Let him kick the ball out. Let those guys shoot it. That was the game plan last night. And that's what the game plan is for Brad Stevens because those guys, they don't think can hit shots. They didn't think, guys, they don't care if Isaiah Joe takes open looks. I mean, he has not proven anything as he maybe becomes a better gets more minutes and more playing time that might change but in a game last 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 like last night when they're shorthanded they're gonna say we're not gonna let ben simmons do what he wants to do L- figure out another way to beat us
0: well ben simmons is gonna have to take the next step or he's never gonna be what we what he can be in this league and whether they build a wall or not great players find ways to adapt to that. He knows this has been three years of this wall. You can't just accept the wall to destroy you at nonstop at will, especially when it's a bunch of nobodies out there. So well, if he's not going to take that <laughs> step, then I'm, I'm open to this trade more than I ever have in my life. Well,
1: It's, it's obvious this year, even with the growth, if you want to say he's had growth, I don't see any growth in his offensive game. Minute, minute, minute offense. Nothing that's changed from the last couple of years. We haven't
0: seen this this season, maybe one other time, but like there's been field goal attempts is something I look for out of Ben Simmons. I'm not saying it's been this crazy degree, but you saw double-digit field goal attempts, 12 field goal attempts. That's not something that we're normally used to. Like we haven't seen that. So we've seen that at times. I'm not claiming he's been this better player all season long, but I have... I have expected him just like I expect any professional athlete to eventually add to his flaws and it hasn't been to the rate of my well, liking I mean, and if last you, night is like, it, it's, it was embarrassing. If you've watched him though this year, it's not like he's
1: pulling up and his game hasn't changed. He's not pulling up and taking elbow jumpers. He's not taking foul line jumpers. He's still the same player he's been. He just has more room to roam. That's the one difference. He has more room. His game hasn't changed the way teams have to defend the Sixers has changed. They can't put as much emphasis on him because now they have shooters. So he just has more room. His game hasn't evolved at all this year. Nothing. All he does is, I have more room to get to the basket, so I'm going to go. As opposed to, I only have certain, t- certain points of the game where teams are letting me get to the basket and I'm going to take them. And I agree, he can do more of it, but short of just being a running back and putting his shoulder down and running through the wall. What is he going to do? If they're well, not you giving can- you a lane to get to the basket. How is he supposed to do it? Well, you pull up and shoot a jumper. He's not ready to do that and he's not going to do it.
0: He's not going to. Well, if that's the case then it is absolutely 100% time and let's bring on the next guy because this isn't going to this isn't going to win you basketball games. All right, well if you're at peace
1: at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, well, you just said to me, his game hasn't evolved at all. No, it hasn't.
0: Because if it evolved, if teams are going to run that. I think it has a little bit, but not enough to my liking. Where has it evolved? Well, I mean, there was a time where he would never, ever, ever, ever stand in the corner and ever even look at the basket. He's done it once. I know, but you can see in it that he is getting more comfortable at it. It's just at too small of a clip. And there are, like, I don't know how he seemed to regress inside the the problem is he's putting up more field goal attempts at times but he it's like he got worse at actually finishing in the in the paint area which is insane to me he's getting there at times it's just so frustrating that he's not able to finish the touch is brutal I don't know how that happened but uh, yeah it's it has happened just to a level that isn't to my liking
1: Right, and taking, I don't think it's ever going to happen. He's taken one three. Yeah, it's
0: not about the. T- it's just like the feel of him actually even going to. But that's my point. Yeah, I'm three. getting excited about get- actually. He's taken two. Him three. standing in the corner is now where yeah. I'm saying it has grown, which is sad. But well, yeah, he I-
1: stood in the corner before. He just doesn't do anything when he stands in the corner except for get rid of the ball. He stood in that corner before. He just doesn't. He yeah, doesn't, but <laughs> it, like as it's, it's not like he's never been there. Yeah,
0: but th- if you. You have to admit that him standing in the corner now is significantly different than when he was four years ago and standing in the corner.
1: Sure, I I might be surprised once a month. Yeah, I know, and that's my point. never being surprised. Right,
0: but yes, that's my point, is there has been growth. It's been to an ugly, ugly level, and it's now to the point where I just don't expect him to ever take that jump that I anticipated, so I'm out. So I'm out. I'm out. I really am. Last last night night was was the tipping point. putrid. I mean, embarrassing. It really was. It was that bad to me. It really was. Well, he did
1: have like 14 assists. Yeah, 12.
0: whoop All right, well, that's
1: not fair. Yes,
0: it is. That I mean, doesn't <laughs> win you game day to pull it out because Embiid went off insanely and scored 20 points. Well, it's not good enough this to goes win. 20 points to, in the third quarter, that is. Look, I'm not standing up for Simmons. Not
1: aggressive, not good enough in terms of taking the ball to the basket and doing all that stuff, but his job is to be the problem is, we want him to be a scorer, and he's not. But well, that means you got this isn't going to work. All right, but so don't say that him handing out twelve assists is minute.
0: That's not his not, job. He does that all the so him giving you his job. six rebounds. But th- his job's not good enough.
1: Okay, you could say that. Yeah. you could say I, I don't like it. what his job is, but that's what his job is.